look off banter, I'd just like to quickly start by saying thank you so much to everyone that's taken the time to do all the reviews and sharing and recommending the podcast. We've been absolutely blown away this fortnight. We've had so much positivity and we honestly, we can't thank you enough. Please keep sending us your messages, stories, questions, like any random thing. Um, Instagram, Facebook is Book Off Banter and Gmail is bookoffbanter at gmail.com. Anybody that hasn't managed to find the last episode, I'm really sorry. I'm fucked that up completely. I a little bit blame um, the podcast people, but it probably was me. If you click on it, it is there. It just has kind of predated and it, so it won't come onto your, onto your page, but it is there. So it was that, okay in Spotify. Oh, was it? It never came onto mine, but like if I clicked and looked for it, it was there. Do you know what I mean? Oh, uh, maybe that's what, yeah, maybe I did click and look. Anyway, sorry. But yeah, it is there, we promise. On to news. What have you been up to? Well, Katie, um, as you might have noticed, I'm in America. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but you know, it's doing weird things to your, your head. So you, one of your ears keeps disappearing. <laughs> Oh, now both ears have disappeared. <laughs> no, no. Okay, guys, I think we need to explain this. Because I'm the sort of idiot that like messes around with stuff. When I've, we, we died, because someone did ask this question, didn't they? Yeah. About how we record. Yeah. And um, we use, we use a system where we can sort of see each other and talk. And as I dialed in this evening, it gave me the option of a new backdrop. I thought, I'll have a bit of that. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> I dialed into Katie and I've got the, what was the bridge again? Brooklyn I've Bridge. I've got the Brooklyn Bridge. The thing is though, that I am in front of the Brooklyn Bridge, but I'm also kind of just floating in yeah. front of the Brooklyn Bridge, aren't I? It's not like I'm stood on it or anything like that. No. I will put a picture up um, so that people can see. So all fun and games. I'm not going to do an American accent. Uh, oh, maybe Thank I should. I might chuck that in later for you. <laughs> A nice Brooklyn accent, we'll just say. Um, Can you do a Brooklyn yeah. accent? Um, as, it's probably as good as my Australian one was. <laughs> so yes, yes is the answer. <laughs> I just wanted to know, like, because if I had to do an American accent, I don't think I'd be able to differentiate. I keep wanting to say good day, and Americans don't say good day, don't they? Um, get off your horse and drink your milk. Is that American? Honest to God, I've got no he idea what American. that was. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm troubled by that. That's that's worse than the Australian one. That one was that Australian. No, I don't know what that one was. Um, that, that was what I thought you were going to. Anyway, no, uh, yeah, I know we say that quite a lot to each other in this house. I don't know why. Just like randomly, if someone's doing stuff, we just tend to say that. I don't know why it just started. Um, anyway, other Is news. Is Brooklyn not um, like New York? A, I don't know. I mean, I should know. I am there, but this <laughs> is true. You are on the bridge. <laughs> I'm floating in front of it, but um, I, don't, I don't know. Our American um, listeners but, are going to be freaking out now oh, at yeah. our complete lack of any sort of American knowledge. <laughs> this is true, and I'm really I'm bad with geography at the best of times. Yeah, so I am actually. I'm really even, bad. The, even in this country, yeah, I've got I a am. really bad sense I of geography. It's like a tiny country compared to it. Cardiff and Carlisle mixed up, and Ben was like, "For the love of God!" Do you know something? I once watched on TV and there was um, someone from the Pontefract tourist information on and they were talking about how good Pontefract was. was. And I said to Sam, 
you'd think they'd have somebody a bit more Welsh, wouldn't you? And he looked at me. He went, you know that Pontefract's in Yorkshire, don't you? And I, I was blown away. I thought it was in Wales. When I you was said blown that, away. I thought, that's where Feynman Sam's from. And then I thought, no, that's Ponty Pandy. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's no Pontefract. I, I'm, I'm all confused now. Is it in Wales? No, it is. It's, uh, he said it's in Yorkshire. I was like, I swore. I was like, no, you have blown my mind. <laughs> he blew my mind with that one. Absolutely. Absolutely blew my mind. So, yeah. So the fact that I don't know a lot of places in Imagine the UK. Imagine if we and, ever did a road trip um, together. Not a chance. Imagine. We'd be so lost. It would like, just be like us with the map though. upside down. Like, so how's this going to work? It'd be really funny. I, I think people would pay to see that. Oh, my God. So I'll tell you what we should go on. What? I'll tell you what oh! we should go on. That's it. That TV program, Hunted. Oh my God, we should. We should do that. Imagine. To be fair, I'm a bit loud, so me being a bit like hiding would be yeah, a bit stealth. Proud. Can you imagine? It would be. We would be You'd absolutely probably... horrific at that, wouldn't we? Imagine. We'd get caught really quickly. But we should apply. Let's do it. They are looking for people. Right. Let's do it. Dream. Dream team. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So we're going to go on TV. So that's that done. Um. So oh, if, guys, new. if the po- next podcast don't come out, oh, the next <laughs> news is, um, it's been a bit of an up and down sort of situation for me. Don't want to go into it right now, a bit dull for people. Um, but it has been a week, the mud here has been horrific oh, and I have yeah. fallen over in it like <laughs> twice. And it's been like Vince every single time. It's been him every single time to the point now where I just thought, oh, you're just an arsehole. He pulled two shoes off the other day, jumping out, got those put on the next day, pulled off, jumped out again and pulled off another one. So he's pulled off three shoes in a week. Way to go, Vincent. Farrier's coming back tomorrow. Um, and yeah, and then I fell over like, and I properly went, I properly stacked it. And you know when you're just like, you just swear yeah loudly and you don't think you're ever going to stop swearing that literally what it was like i could not stop it was like and i'm not taking the piss out of Tourette's because it's an awful <laughs> condition for people that've got it but i did have it quite badly <laughs> for that moment i just literally couldn't stop um my husband took a picture of me because i came in and i was like i want to get rid of them all i hate them all <laughs> and he took a picture um and when i sort of got a bit of sense of humor back about it i did put the picture on in, on instagram because you know it's all about the likes um <laughs> but yeah so it's been a bit up and down and uh it's been yeah but i haven't been out to anything i haven't competed uh the lorry troubles have well they've they've stopped the lorry is fixed and it's going running really really well but um i obviously have just made this decision now to hopefully she says fingers crossed buy a new one um exciting i know i'm not, i'm not going to say any more on the matter because no my luck it'll all go tits up so i've just thought i'm going to wait until i've got that this new hopefully new lorry so yeah that's my news let's move on to you <laughs> um so my news is all quite random actually Henry tried to kill me. I did blog about this, but um, Henry has got a remote control monster truck for Christmas and loves it. And he's taken to driving it around the farm and the horses fear it like no other. So Manny had lymphangitis, selfish bastard. And so I was having to stable bandage him and suddenly this bloody remote control car just shot towards Manny's front legs and oh my god manny's neurotic and expects the sky to fall on his head at the best of times and you know how like horsey people 
it's kind of a skill that no matter how frightened you are, you very quickly learn not to show that you're frightened. So when you want to go, fuck, you instead go like, steady. I absolutely Mm. lost that. I screamed as if I was being murdered because I was bandaging his leg and he just leapt like off all four feet and like bashed into my arm. But I was on my knees, so I couldn't get out the way. And I just didn't know what he was going to do. I thought he was just going to jump all over me. I was screaming and poor Ben came running in from the back. And he's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And my heart was absolutely racing. And lucky Mm. Manny kind of just... Henry stopped the car and Manny stopped leaping. So I didn't actually get turned into strawberry jam. Well, to be fair, you are here now, so, and you're not dead. So, you know, every every bonus. I was so frightened. I got like a massive shock. So I said to Henry, like, he was like, I'm sorry. Just your bum hole twitching. Oh my God. Yeah. And I was like, you can't do that. Like, you know, Manny's crazy anyway. You've got like, yeah. Be really careful with the car. And he was like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. So then we've got like... And then you feel really bad because you've made them upset, haven't you? I know. So then we've got like the aisle where the horses are and then we've got an aisle where like the wash box and stuff is and then we've got a centre aisle where we keep the hay and stuff. So Henry put the car into the centre aisle and shot it up. So Manny's still tied, like looking onto the centre aisle and I was doing this on their back leg. I was like, Henry! Oh my God. What's wrong with you? Like... Jesus. So that was that. That's kids, that's kids for you, isn't it? Kids for you. Like, he probably thought, he just did not even comprehend what he was doing with regards to that. He thought, oh, just take it away from the horse. Yeah. Well, he oh, looked at me him. and he was like, well, I, I moved. I was like, but basically, <laughs> he just put it into his line of vision even better. And Manny was just like, oh my God, it's going to come back for round two. I know. My, my kids do this thing, like, because Vince is really noise sensitive. Mm-hmm. And if anything's going to spook him, it will just be like a random noise. He That's hates exactly sort of like loud can. noises. Yeah, really. And um, my kids will be like playing quite quietly um, until the point perhaps where I'm riding past them. And then they like, they form like a marching band. And I'm like, Vince is like, what the fuck? And I'm like, shit, trying to stay on. I mean, literally, they know. They've Mm -hmm. got, like, this skill that knows when I'm passing on a horse. And they, like, similar to Henry, tried to kill you. Yeah. Um, Kid thing, I think. And part of me thinks, if you want a really bomb-proof horse, buy it from a mother of boys. But then the other part of me thinks, actually, the horses become slightly scarred and so even more deranged because they're permanently (laughs) thinking, what is going to happen next? So maybe it's know, not a good thing. Well, maybe it swings around about, but I do like, um, because obviously we're still building and I do always joke about our place being like the ultimate handy pony course. Yeah. Because like, I'm just literally like ducking under stuff <laughs> and I get on for blocks of bricks and stuff. And, and I kind of think to myself, I go to a show and there's all these people like flipping out because they're all, you know, this, that and the other's going on. And to be fair, Vince is usually quite good with that. He's like, oh yeah, whatever, you know, I don't care about that. <laughs> Um, so just don't bring a monster truck. Monster truck is really not a success with money. Um, my other bit of oh, news wow. was I had to go and see Henry's teacher because they've started doing spellings and like long story short, we're having a drama. Um, and basically I went to speak to her and she said, so the problem, the main problem with Henry is that he can do it, but he starts to overthink. 
and then he questions whether or not mm. he can do it and then he starts i wonder where he gets that to get into a flap and i was sitting there and i was like oh my god and you know the more she was wonder talking where the more I was like, oh my God, this is just me. And I felt like I was being like yeah. chastised talking about spelling, but I was like, this is like children, this is like everything in my life. And then she said, yeah. you know what he needs? She said like, often what he'll do is he'll start to spell the word and then he'll look at you. And it's because he's frightened to make mm. the mistake. He's frightened to commit yeah. anything and make a mistake and she said what he needs to learn is making mistakes as part of the process that's how you learn you grow from mistakes and i was like oh my god i'm learning so much from this this is mind-blowing <laughs> can we get her to give us some sports psychology that's the dream and then she what a lovely me, woman she looked at me like i was a lunatic because i said do you know this is exactly what my show jumping trainer tells me and she was like Okay then, like. Okay, hon. Yeah. Okay, hon. Like, yeah. Thanks for coming. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here we go. We got another horse. Got another horse looper. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> yeah. So um. But it freaked me. Out know, she that... probably knew you were a horse looper. Oh yeah, she did. She must have known you were a horse looper. You've done the school run in the. Yeah. I go to assembly the... in. I go to assembly yeah. like horsey stuff and. Actually, I went, in fairness, I, I was wearing see... filthy wellies. And because I wasn't, I'd sort of said to her, oh, can I have a chat with you at some point? But we hadn't made an appointment. And she had a spare 10 minutes. So mm. she said to me, oh, I'll come. And I looked down and I was like, thick with mud. And I was like, um, yeah. I'm a bit muddy. She was like, it's okay. <laughs> As I was like tiptoeing over yeah, the carpet, started... leaving hay and mud. <laughs> yeah. Then you started blasting on about your show jumping dream. Exactly. I went and watched um, Oscar's school play the other year. Last year, I think it was. I thought, oh, I've got loads of time. I'll go show jumping in the morning. And, you know, typical, typical. Didn't have as much time as I thought. Rushed home. And I literally had time to like chuck Vince out in the field for an hour. And I had to go. And so I was wearing, you know, like that. Because there's horse looks and there's that special yeah. coming back from a show look. Yeah. You know, you've got your Extra white on still, you know, with the slightly blingy. And then I have, my, I, have got, I have got a blingy shirt that I wear, but I didn't have my jacket on, obs. And I had, do you know, and it's like a bit of a special look, the coming home from a show. Yeah. And then not just like, so I looked like some sort of, you could see people trying to work out like, does she have a horse or is this a fashion statement you know because obviously they would, if i was wearing like muddy jeans i'd be like oh yeah yeah she'd be mucking out a horse yeah but white breeches with a blingy belt they were like is she you know and they really did stare at me on and i smell obviously of kind of that mixture of nervous sweat from show yeah. jumping and horse piss so yeah <laughs> anyway sorry i digress <laughs> so yeah so that's been my week and then the other thing um which i thought we could have a quick chat about was so i was supposed to go show jumping on sunday but i've got yet another cold and i had a temperature and i looked out the window and it was that storm whatever her name mm. is and it was just vile and i looked out the window and i just said to ben i don't want to go and he's no. like well you don't have to go and i said i do that because I've got a three day that I'm going to and I want to get a certain amount of rounds in before I go. And yeah, so I, I was like, I, I feel like I have to go and I need to. And he said, no, you, you don't have to go. 
And I just yeah. said, I, I don't want to. And I'm not going to go. And he was like, okay, are you sure? You definitely don't. Because he was like, I'm happy to take you. It's mm. totally your call. And it's one of the first times where I've said, I really don't want to go. And I felt so guilty all day because... Really? Yeah, I put like a lot of pressure on myself. Um, ben always says I'm like a fun sponge. He says that I suck the fun out of things because mm-hmm. I turn everything into a job, you know? So to me, mm-hmm. I have to be giving everything 100% or I'm not doing enough. So to me, if I don't go to a show because I'm ill and the weather's bad, I'm letting myself down and I'm not dedicated okay. and how can I expect to do well if I'm not dedicated? But I actually thought this time, I don't think I'm going to do my best and it's going to cost us a load of money. And Mm -hmm. I I really, really just can't be bothered. And I was kind of proud of myself for not going, but then I felt really guilty. Yeah. Good for you. I'm I'm a little bit disappointed in a way that you actually did feel guilty about it because I think you made the right decision for all the right reasons and also right I've had a you know I said I've had this up and down couple of weeks since we last talked um and I have and I've been in a pretty bad place with some stuff um, and which people are always shocked when I say to them, when I say to people I'm in, oh, I've been in a bit of a bad place with stuff and they go what you because I I'm one of these people that I do a great sh- great performance of putting on a show of everything's fine everything's fine um and I'm one of those people I fill the room with noise that you can't see how scared I am but the long and short of it is I've had a bit of an up and down and I've come out of I'm coming out of it I should say and one of the things I've realized is it's okay to take what you do seriously but not take yourself too seriously. And when you say that you feel that you're not dedicated and you're not pushing yourself if you don't go to this stuff, that's setting yourself up straight away for almost like a failure because of these times when you can't go because you're ill. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you, you, you know, you said that people turn it into, you, people say that you turn it into a job. And so let's just say show jumping was your job. Would you have gone to work that day feeling how you felt well no you wouldn't would you I think and you were being paid probably, to do that I probably would I think I just spoil I just spoil everything like I'm I am just like that like today I'm still ill I was on the Connie's in literally a sleep storm because I'm like this is what this is my job if, if they want to be good then they have to be they have to be written in everything yeah, we, it's an actual fact like Ben said to me like Luna's just been broken and you're riding it in weather that most people wouldn't ride. But I'm like, yes, but I have to. Um, and I, I, like my reasoning, so my thing with the show and my thing with riding them today was like, if I don't do this, then where does it end? And I think that's what I, that's probably what I'm nervous of. If I give mm. myself an excuse. What, letting it, yeah. Okay, let so if you let it slide once. I'll let it. It's, it's going to carry on. You're because good. Yeah. I'm on my own if I'm not self-motivated, then I'm not motivated. So if I ever give myself a pass, then where will it end? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Because the long and short of it is, if you want to do something, you're going to do it. And you're going to do it whether you have the odd day off or not. Um, Yeah. When I used to run my, I remember when I used to run my marathons, 
going out one Christmas day and running on Christmas day. I mean, I was never, I've never going to run for the Olympics. I was never going to do anything like that. But rather similar to you, I'd got it into my head that if I didn't run on Christmas day, I was giving myself this pass. It was all going to slide. No, 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 no. I wasn't keeping him to the plan, bloody, bloody, blah. And it's, it's wrong because it has to reach a point where you think to yourself, I'm an adult. Am I really going to let it slide? Probably not because I want to do this, that, and the next. So cutting myself a bit of slack sometimes because we're only human. You know, and this is supposed to be, dare I say it, fun. I know, and I that's definitely where I... sometimes think, at what point, like, do I remind myself it's a hobby? Yeah. So this is where I came up. I said I've had these ups and downs this last couple of weeks. And obviously the event season is starting very, very soon. And all the entries have gone in. And in fact, my first event I was supposed to enter, um, the ballot date was today. And I haven't entered it. And I haven't entered it because I'm not ready. And here's the biggie. And because of that, because I'm not ready, I don't want to go. And yeah. that's okay. It's okay that I'm going to miss that first event that was in the plan and I had to do it because the world isn't going to fall in. The skies are going to fall in. I'm going to keep going because there's another event after that. Mm-hmm. And I've got to think to myself, well, okay, I'm not going to give myself this little, it, I'm not going to start sliding down and go, oh, I'm not going to event anymore what I'm going to say to myself is okay Carla you're not ready for this first event so what was the next event get ready for that one and then I'll go for that yeah because I think if I'd given if I'd said to myself oh I've got to do Poplar at all costs for whose benefit would that have been it would have probably put an undue strain on me a terrible strain on the horse I made the potential to perhaps run a horse that wasn't ready like you said go to a show when you're not feeling 100% it's for what reason what to to fill in a result on the BE website, to post a couple of pictures on Instagram, or am I better just giving it a couple more weeks, just giving myself a bit more time? I'm going down for the second option, thanks. I'm actually really pleased, because I know how seriously you take your jump in, that you did that, that you didn't go at the weekend. Uh, yeah, I, I think, think you, I was. Instead of feeling guilty, you, you, did a really, you did the right thing. Like, because I just felt rubbish, and the boys are both quite physical. And I said to Ben, it's not even so much the jumping, it's the washing them, loading the lorry. I said, like, I don't think I can do it. I, I just think I'm too, mm. I, I'm like, you know, you've just got nothing. Mm. And actually, so anyway, I gave myself a really hard time about that. And I gave, myself, found me. <laughs> <laughs> I gave myself a hard time yesterday. And even though the weather was dire, everything was getting worked. And that was the end of it. And the same today. And then actually, I was talking to my trainer and she was like, oh my God, this weather is just getting too much. And I said, I know. And she was like, there's only just so much you can do in this weather. Like, and then it's what's actually fair on the horses. Like they can't focus when, you know, the sleet coming in their eyes. And I just said, yeah. And I, I've just literally just said to Ben, if this weather keeps up, then I'm going to just write off a couple of days of the week. The boys know their job. Because I'm, I'm going jumping on Sunday. Sunday, I'll ride them Friday, Saturday, and take them jumping Sunday. Um, I'm not being awful, Kate. Have you seen the weather report for the Sunday? I know it's all indoors, so it's indoor warm up as well. Yeah, but you got to drive there. I know. I'm just I'm pretending that weather thing's not happening. Carla told me about that today. I'm just pretending it's not happening because oh, I'm... honestly, honestly, and will the well the sky might fall in if you go, but you don't. 
when you're saying that I need to because need I've set to myself like what classes I want them to jump at, at Morris yeah and so I know they need a few more rounds to be able to then go and jump those classes at Morris right Belinda's but the thing is the job because Belinda's off work at the minute mm. with um her sinus flares up every so often so mm -hmm. literally manny finished his injectable antibiotics and i think about three days later belinda started them so oh. I, literally i think i'm currently building a new wing for our vets i think we've well had done. i think five vets visits in three weeks now which fair enough if you had oh. a whole, you know like one horse that was having a sort of an ongoing problem but this is literally all different horses, all different things, no link between them, just random. So the vet, he was like, God, I've seen a lot of you. I was like, I know, I've seen a lot of you. And I, he said, which horse <laughs> is it today? And I told him and I said, but actually Manny got cast this morning. He's cut his back leg to ribbons. I'm not even going to get you to look at him because he's not lame and he's fine and he's got blue spray on and he's carrying on. But I was like, yeah, literally they're just selfish. <laughs> scuppering all my plans yeah so anyway just i just think chill a bit and i'm not yeah. just saying that because i look like i'm on holiday with my with my <laughs> blue screen in brooklyn i just i just, in brooklyn on the brooklyn floating in front of the brooklyn bridge i just think that you are more i actually i'm starting to think and this is going to sound really really bizarre <laughs> thing to say you're more likely to get to where you want to be if you take the pressure off yourself. I totally agree with that. And because I think that if you suddenly start saying, I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to do this. Because what happens there, say you go show jumping on Sunday and you drive there and the weather's awful and, 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 you, and you do all this and the horses jump okay, perhaps or not brilliantly. And then you come away and you perhaps feel a bit flat. And you're like, oh, well, I dragged myself a up in that wind. And, and then it just, yeah, well, exactly. And it just, it takes you down those, no, those next two notches, doesn't it? And then like, so sometimes actually missing something, but having perhaps a good training session instead or a lesson or whatever is more beneficial than putting yourself out there when I'm putting the pressure on too much. Oh, think, maybe I'm waffling. I don't know. No, I, I totally agree with a lot of, of what you're saying, but I think part of the reason I need to get shows is I ride significantly worse at shows. Yeah. And that. No, I do hear that because I do is, a bit as well so frustrating honestly if, if someone yeah. gave me a, a wand and I could fix something about my riding that would be right up there near the top yeah and yeah. I don't no I, do, I understand that I do why as well I, do that. I think partly honestly yeah. it sounds really ridiculous a lot of my brain focus is actually on remembering the course I can't yeah even I would say I probably give 50% of my focus to riding and 50% is on where the fuck am I going next yeah yeah and no, I, I, I hundred percent hear you. It's I hundred percent hear what you're like, with that. I've started it getting is. lessons, um, because I used to have like a big gap between lessons, and then I'd have a lesson on all mm. three or all four at the time horses, mm. and I'd have another huge gap. I've started now having one lesson a week on a different horse, so that you know she's keeping eyes idea. on everything. Yeah, and it's made such a big difference to me and the horses. And I'm learning loads and we're ironing out little things that have made a big difference. But I know I will go to a show and she might as well not have bothered. I'll ride like a dick. Yeah, I think we all do that a bit though. So annoying. We all do that. 
I think I think it's quite normal to do that. And I think it's like so much, isn't it? When you go to a show, it's like people watching, you're in a strange place, and there's so much, isn't there, that you can't do. I think um I didn't get to go, um, but some friends of mine did. And Charlie Unwin, the sports psychologist, yeah. he did a talk recently locally yeah so I here. remember uh, I I were I were and he talked about this about the pressure of competition and trying to replicate it in training yeah and there was someone said something about he did was there a sports thing where they turned up late so that piled the pressure on them just to see how they coped with pressure and I think it is it's about pressure so for me I find that riding in with groups of people I don't know that's that's so i think for you for things it's like identifying what stresses you out and I doing think that a lot because of then you're all is remembering the course you're replicating you're replicating the competition so then i for, if you're saying that that it's like for me i get worried about it is remembering the course it's also um people watching me da, 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 da. so I, in training, I've also recognised that another thing that makes me stressed is riding in sort of like groups. So like I I couldn't for a long time do a shared lesson Mm -hmm. Um, and then pushing myself into a shared lesson and getting over that stress has helped a bit with the, when I go to a show, worrying about people watching me because they're sort of like interchangeable and the same. I don't know like with regards to remembering the course because I'm exactly the same about remembering a course. It's horrible, I've got a head it? like a bloody sieve. I've got, yeah. I've got fucking clear where I'm going half the time. The only good thing about eventing is most of the show jumping courses are in a figure of eight. I think it's even when I me. know the course, I'll be like going over it in my head. And so I'm not yeah. relaxed and I'm not focused. And because I, I'm not that nervous about other people watching me. I used to be like massively so. But now I've, I don't think I care that much. So I don't know what it is because it's more than just remembering the course. There is something about when I go to a show, I think maybe the jumps look scarier. It all looks scarier. Mm. I don't mm. want it. I think that's hurt thing myself. And you don't hurt yourself. And also, I've paid fucking money to come here. I don't want to make a dick of myself and fuck it up. Yeah. That like, I don't want to thing, fall off at the first Especially... jump because then it's a right hassle, isn't it? Yeah. Especially not yeah. in the sparkling you have. And, no. And, you know, especially, I guess, for you as well, you know, because you, you, Ben drives you to these yeah. shows and stuff and Henry has to come with you. And he's like, oh, God, if I have a fucking shitty, you know, I've dragged them out for nothing. Exactly. So, you know, the, pres- the pressure is all there, isn't it? All the time. And sadly, I think I get frustrated. Like I'll get frustrated and think, why, why is it not going right, or why is that not going as well as it did at home, or why is it? And mm. Ben's like, just chill out. Like before I even get in there, he's like, yeah. just chill out. And I also, I hate warm ups. That puts me in a bad mood before I've even got. Oh yeah, those places are like hell. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are pretty fucking scary at the best of times. I feel like this you is think, just a bit of a therapy jump- session for me. <laughs> you think? You think a show jumping warm up is bad though? You like B- uh, BS? You want to like one for a B ninety sometimes? They are fucking crazy because the event is because at least you show jumpers, you're all there on your one leg, just exactly. going around in a circle. <laughs> We're all trying to warm up on two reins. It is chaos. It must so, be. You, Honestly, you just, if people started going on the other rain, I'd be like, I'd be really stressed. My anxiety yep, would be do. through the roof. They do. Yeah. I just, I'm a bit surprised 
seeing how well you ride and you jump and get on to hear that you're like you've got all these anxieties about going competing I just it shocked me a little bit to be honest I guess that everyone has these worries and concerns and whatever we're all the same yeah I feel like I feel like I've had therapy I feel like I've vented this probably helped nobody or interested nobody but sorry about that everyone that was my little drama out competing again I'm all being all like oh you need to do this you need to do that that's because (laughs) at the moment I haven't been out competing for ages wait till I'm hoping to get out next week and I've got a clinic next week as well so the next podcast it'll be me needing all this like counseling like I'm fucking shit I can't do this anymore so yeah so behold everyone you're in for a treat I'm sure the next time the next they're all going to be tuning in for the pair of us whinging yeah so um I asked for some questions and I got some really good questions this one in particular I thought would be great. So it's from Thandley 2019 and he said, as one of your non-horsey fans, could I even be the only one? What is the correct etiquette when passing horses whilst driving? Presumably slow down and give a wide berth. Also, any things about drivers that particularly annoy you when you're riding? And I Oh, love he's opened because... the can of worms here, hasn't he? I sent a message back and said, brace yourself because. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. And the people that are listening to this are going to just going to go all in. It's not him. This guy's a good guy. He wants to know how to do it properly. But the problem I've got is, is people, when they, when they say I slow down for horses, I've always slowed down for horses. And they think that maybe going from like 60 to 45, that is a lot slower. 15 miles per hour slower. Do you know what I mean? So they think, oh, yeah, I've slowed down. And they're giving themselves a big clap on the back, aren't yeah. they? You know? I was riding Katie and Ben was leading Luna. And obviously they're really young, just broken, out on the roads the other day. And Ben, obviously, he doesn't ride, so he doesn't have a lot of experience of being out on the roads mm. with a horse. And he was like, Jesus Christ, what speed are they going past? Mm. And I was like, yeah, that's just what they do. And I said, like, one guy slowed down. And I said, the problem is he's slowed down, but if my horse spooked, he has no way of stopping. Absolutely not. No. He's going to no. be plowing us over. And Ben was like, he did slow down. And I said, yeah, but it doesn't matter. Because if you haven't slowed no, down to enough. speed, yeah. you could actually stop if the horse suddenly hurled itself in front of your car. Yeah. It's no good. Yeah. And likewise I with agree. how wide you pass, you need to be wide enough that if that horse suddenly sees a carrier bag in the hedge and leaps you're not going to be getting a horse on your bonnet that's think about your car all right if you don't want to worry about my cut horse which makes you an arsehole (laughs) think about your car so i think they say isn't it 15 miles an hour that's what i use 15 miles per hour to go past and a minimum of two meters i want to say i think that's right 15 and two that for your man is i mean obviously he's not gonna get his tape measure out of measure i would just say like what katie said slow down enough so if you think the horse can do something you can react quick enough to stop it affecting you and with regards to how much room you need take up the whole road yeah if there's nothing else coming just go as far as you can to the other side yeah and let's keep everybody safe and you know and can I just add a little bugbear that annoys me? If you're a lorry driver, and I know they do this with love and kindness, but like they see a horse, and every so often you see these ones, and they go, oh, what I'll do is I'll turn my engine off. Thank you. That's really kind of you to turn your engine off. And then they weigh, and they think, oh, the horse has gone past. I'll turn my engine back on. Yeah. And of course, then they spook, particularly when you ride a noise-sensitive horse like this. Oh, my God, the engine's yeah. gone back on. And then you're like cantering up the road. 
Um, or they do something like they stop completely and then the air brakes go off. So, I had you know, that it's kind of... the last week on Pancake, who is really like Vince. Pancake is yeah. bulletproof with actual visual spooking, but noise is a donkey on the edge. So hacking him out and this bus, she was a lovely bus driver and she obviously was trying to be really nice. And she looked mortified when her air brakes went off and Pancake just shot about 20 foot directly in the air. Landed and kind of went, oh, it's okay. And carried on. And she was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I was like, you've tried. And you're going, I'm sorry. I know. But yeah, you've just nearly like made me shit a brick because air brakes are the worst thing for Pan. They can't help it. And And I feel so sorry for them, especially when they're trying. Yeah. And, uh, so that is, it's an annoyance, and but I feel it's an unreasonable annoyance on our part because it's not their fault if they're no. trying to help. The other thing which makes me fuming is when they ignore our hand signals. Mm. Oh my God. I remember one time there was this lorry and he was coming towards us and he obviously thought, oh, I've slowed down. He'd gone from his 60 to 45. So I was signaling him and asking him to slow down more. And he just didn't and Vince like actually no I'm lying it wasn't Vince it was another horse spun and I'm like cantering and then I stopped and then he this this bloke then pulled level and went I did slow down and I went well obviously if I'm signaling for you to slow down I'm asking you to slow down more yeah and yeah so and then he did that age-old thing was oh shouldn't be on the bloody road then if it's not safe and I was just like oh god please give me strength because that's the age-old argument too isn't it yeah um it's so irritating isn't it when they just like think that clearly what they're doing is just so much more important than whether or not you break yeah or not. yeah and you got it, it annoys me when people ignore the hand signals because i mean okay maybe you have slowed down and you've passed a hundred horses correctly as you are doing now i'm not saying what you've done is wrong but if I'm asking you because of the horse I'm sat on is reacting to what you're doing, then please just do what my hand signals are asking. Yeah. Um, and, or maybe, you know, the worst one I ever had was, a, it was actually a young girl. And um, she, and I, to be fair, my experience of younger drivers is always actually quite positive. On the yeah, whole, I tend to find I agree. younger drivers tend to be a little bit better yeah, about I passing totally horses and stuff like that. But this this one time was this. She was a younger girl, and I asked her to stop and wait because I could see that another car was coming, and she ignored my hand signal and she carried on going. And I ended up basically on the pavement as these two cars tried to get past. So you know we don't we don't like waving at you for shits and giggles. Yeah. It's just sometimes we know stuff that you don't. Yeah, that's I had a full on like road rage with a guy. Um, I was on this mare that I used to have and she was amazing in traffic, but she was quite nappy to get off, mm. like off the place. She would have like a bit of a rearing fit. So anyway, we'd been for a really nice hack coming back home and we have this blind bend, which is right before our drive. And the problem is the road is a 60 mile an hour road. Oh, but it's yeah. hilly and really tight bends, like country road. So mm. this guy in a minibus drove for like one of the local companies around here that does a lot of the kind of school pickups and things. Yeah. He decided he would go at 60 miles an hour, but the bend was too tight. So he would have to come into the other side 
of the road, which was where me and the horse were. He couldn't see because oh, we God. were, it was like a blind bend. So he just out of nowhere came hurtling round this corner on our side of the road. And thank God I was oh my on this who honestly, you, you could have thrown a tractor at her head and she wouldn't have cared. Um, so I was like, you bastard, <laughs> like, effing, yeah. like screaming, my, waving my arms, going mental. So he slammed the brakes on, got out the minibus and was like, oh my God, what the fuck are you shouting at? And I was like, you, you dickhead. And he was like, it's a 60 mile an hour road. And I said, that's not compulsory. That's where it's safe, you dickhead. And so then like, we start having this blazing row in the, but then the horse, cause I'd had to turn around away from home to go back to scream at him. Yeah. Oh my she God. Then starts to nap. Cause she's like, well, we've already been on a hack. I'm not going back out. Yeah. So she's rearing and backing up and I'm screaming at him and he's screaming at me. Then this other car, cause we're obstructing the road completely now. This other car pulls up and this guy was like, what's he just done? And I said, he's just nearly like hit me in the horse at about 60 miles an hour. And he said, we followed him and he has driven like an absolute lunatic the whole way. Mm. So I rang the, I rang the company. Oh. Um, they did absolutely nothing about it. But oh, yeah. I ran to tell oh, Hopefully got a telling off. Hopefully. But I actually, I was hit um, by a van on one of my horses. Um, oh my God, this is the worst. This is what... I worry about so much. It's, I hate riding, riding on the roads these days. There was a parked car. And so I was like overtaking the parked car. And there's traffic coming the other direction. And a guy in like a three and a half ton bed delivery van decided he would try and overtake me. And there just <gasps> wasn't enough room. But I couldn't go anywhere because I was wedged against the parked car. So he hit oh my, my foot and he like the force of the van like twisted my foot round. So he broke um, the base of my foot and he did the ligaments in my foot and all at my leg. I was on crutches for like 10 weeks. Oh my God. And my horse just stood, and, but there was just nothing. You were so lucky. Yeah, I mean, I was incredibly and you know, lucky. I know you were injured, but God, that could have been so much worse. Yeah, I mean, if the horse had been a, a difficult horse, yeah, I would have, I would have been really seriously injured. Um, and actually, it was really funny because the force of it pulled me off the horse by the end. And I was stuck by my foot that was broken, was still in the stirrups. I was just hanging. And this horse was really quirky with people. Like, he was really vicious. And this builder came up and grabbed him. And he just stood like a little lamb. And he Aww. let this builder, like, unhook me. And this builder just, like, stood and held him. And he just stood really well for him. Um, How bizarre. It was really strange. He was like, he's my heart horse. He's like my horse of a lifetime. Uh, um, but yeah, it was, that was sheer impatience. Like he couldn't yeah. wait 30 seconds. It was absolutely his fault. He actually, um, he got prosecuted for dangerous driving because there was loads of witnesses. Did he? Yeah. See, I have never heard of a, a, a good you know a, a good outcome for that you know so many times we're told to report it I hate to the point where you we talk about anxiety and, and I feel really quite anxious about riding on the roads um a horse was killed near here quite recently uh on the roads and so you know and so I one of the reasons I wanted um a cat camp for Christmas was to wear one on the road because I 
kind of think a lot of the time you had a lot of witnesses but how many times is it just you and that car on the road yeah. so you've got no say so so many times you know they say oh you did this you did that horse shouldn't be on the road because that's the general thing isn't it yeah. with a, uh, anything happens to go fucking horse shouldn't be on the road no it shouldn't we don't want to be on the road but i tell you what you find me a bloody bridle path near here now yeah. i'll ride 100 i don't want to ride on the roads i no, really don't, so don't kill fuck. me and my horse while i'm there yeah just i'd rather wait on a bridle path or in the in the, riding through woods or across fields i'd rather 100 percent be doing that yeah but there's just nowhere for us to ride and we have to ride on the roads and my other bugbear is i do hate this a little bit you know it takes nothing to smile to say thank you if someone does pass but also i hate the fact that we're made to feel so obliged to do it yeah how many times have you been stuck behind a cyclist for a mile two miles because they're having some sort of ridiculous road race yeah and you finally get past them and do they even acknowledge the fact that for once you know they don't raise their hand they don't smile they've got their head down and they're yeah doing their thing what they do so you kind of think so but the horse owners oh my god if you don't bow down before that car that didn't well, kill I you like, I get this thing because I'm clearly we've established in this uh, episode that I'm a lunatic who has got anxiety and like a complete compulsion to do things so I'll yeah. say thank you and then I'm, I'm like not, I'm, just, I'm not arguing with that <laughs> And then I'm like, oh my God, what if they didn't see me say thank you? And they think I'm rude. Mm. So I end up saying thank you about four times because I'm like, I don't think they saw that. I, I, no, they weren't looking. And they're probably like, all right, love, like we've, you've seen you, what do you want? Like, no, I know. And it's because I am really grateful when they're really good because yeah. it, does, yeah. it does make such a big difference. Like it really yeah. does. And it's, it's so frustrating, especially because, like, I know, say, with Manny, Manny is incredible with traffic, but he is the sort that if there's a crisp packet, he will mm. absolutely not give a shit if there's a car coming behind him. Be like, sorry, car. No. Like, you're irrelevant I think, to me. I need to, yeah. There was a yeah, crisp packet yeah. over there. I nearly lost a toe. And so it's frustrating because I'm like, I know what this horse could do. And yeah. you driving past me at 60 miles an hour could end really fucking badly. Yeah. This poor guy, honestly, he's going to regret sending this question because... Oh, thank you. I, I'm very grateful to him, actually, for doing this. And I think it's really sweet and kind that he's done this. Yeah. Because maybe, and what's, what's made me open my eyes to it is, is it the fact that people aren't slowing down or do that? Is just the fact that they just don't know. They don't know why they should be. You know, I think that there used to be some adverts on TV, on like normal TV, you used to show an advert. There used to be an advert about going slowly past horses. I think and they're now, definitely there tends be, more. Yeah, now, you know, there's a, there's been a few things on social media, but it's, I mean, you can just scroll by. Oh, it's horses. I'm not interested past- in that. The whole exactly. I think they get passed around the horse owners more than anybody else, and we know how. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what. Yeah, so I is think the one that really, really boils me, really fucking aggravates the shit out of me, when they say sorry or thank you while speeding past you. So someone did this the other day, and Ben was like laughing. I, I, I was like, bastard! <laughs> I get it all the time. So this guy came over the brow of a hill. And he clearly wasn't expecting to see the ponies. And he was like, you could see in his face, like, fuck. So Mm. he didn't slow down and just instead kind of put his hand up like, sorry, as he shot past me. And I was like, instead of saying sorry, if you would have applied your brain. Slow the fuck down. 
then yeah. yes, you wouldn't have been going really slow because you were going at 60 over the blind, like over a hill. So you would have probably only got to 40, but actually 40 is better than 60 rather yeah. than putting your hand up and being like, yeah, sorry, as you sail past me. And the other ones Dickhead. are people who they might go say 60 miles an hour but they'll give you a little bit of room or something. They feel they've done something for you. Oh, yeah. And then oh, they're yeah. like, yeah. it's okay. And they put their hand up like, you're welcome. And I'm like, I wasn't saying thank you. <laughs> that really annoys me. Okay. Yeah. Again, I'm, I don't think you should ride on the roads very much, my lovely. It's not good for your <laughs> blood pressure, is it? I'm the same, to be fair. I am, I am the same about it. And I think that I, I am, like I said, I'm very grateful to this gentleman for, uh, contacting us and by now I'm guessing he's wishing he hadn't asked because he's yeah. like shit I opened the whole can of worms there um, but you asked my love um, and I'm sure other people we could if we put it out to the listeners they'd be like some of the stories we would hear about things that have happened I remember when there was um, there was there was a set of high vis um, called polite do you remember those yeah and it was set up to look, to look like, like it said police yeah it was working to people yeah. and which did make us laugh because these cars that oh no I, I don't need to slow down all of a sudden were when they thought it was a policeman on a horse or a police person on a horse anyway i um heard a story about someone uh, who was riding out one of those and a woman stopped and got out of her car and had a go at this person for impersonating a police officer so you're damned whatever you do sometimes yeah. aren't you you're just like Actually, I'm not. It says polite, but, you know. Actually, I have to say, I used to work, um, I looked after the police horses, and so we had to ride them out. And we obviously weren't allowed to wear police, um, but we were on police horses, so they were wearing all that garb, and we had yeah. jackets on, but without police written on the back. And 100%, the drivers were completely yeah. when you were on those horses. So then they do know. It's just... So maybe we, maybe that's what our thing should be. It's like maybe to this gent i can't remember his name that wrote in how should i pass a horse pass that horse like you think a police officer is riding it yeah i think if people did that they'd pass you completely 100% so that that should be how it is but then do you know what's ridiculous those police horses are bloody bulletproof it's more the 13 2 one with a wire yeah. guy than yeah. like maybe horses cantering sideways up the verge, snorting. Maybe that's the one you want to try and pass a bit slower. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon. All right, we're going to move on. We're, we're really grateful you sent us that question. Send us more. We Thank promise you. that we won't rant all the yeah. time. Just most. <laughs> okay, so we got two questions. Um from some listeners on Facebook and they were kind of similar-ish and so I just sort of thought that we could do a quick topic on this. Um, yeah, so the first one was Paula Chaw and she was talking about her nine-year-old horse who's had a bout of laminitis after a cycle injection, has been carefully rehabbed but she still feels that he's off when he's under saddle and he's reluctant to move forward. The vet's um, beginning to look at it like she's a head case and she's imagining lamenesses. And she is just saying, what would her, ne her next step be? Um, and another lady had said, uh, this is Kate Rakowski. I've definitely pronounced that wrong. I'm sorry. Um, How do you know if there's something wrong with your horse or if she's just being a twat? She's always been a princess and kind of difficult to understand. And in the last few months, she's gotten extra girthy is maybe a little bit sore on her back, but only sometimes. Um, 
sometimes okay to jump and then a nutter the next time. She's had the vet out who didn't find anything major, has given some back relaxing meds, but they have made her colicky. Um, and now she's being a bit fussy about her chest and girth area. So lots of options with treatments and she's just not quite sure where to spend the money. Vet, scope, chiro, acupuncture, um, and she was just wondering. So I just thought they were kind of similar-ish um, and I had a little bit of, because I've had a million of lame ones, with regards to knowing when the horse is well feeling your horse is just not quite right mini i just kept riding her and saying she's just not quite right and we got the vet out eventually and he said he trotted her up and he said she's 100 percent sound and i i said it's when she's ridden so we, we rode her and he was like still looks all right so i said watch her trot a 20 meter circle and he said yeah okay she's two tenths lame in trot on a bend on the left rein so I mean really that wasn't you know wasn't a huge amount but he said let's do some x-rays and let's see what we find and actually what he found was really really far gone navicular and it's just mm. that mare was a very very stoic mare who loved mm. it but I knew I just knew the mare and I knew mm. that it wasn't quite right and I do think as an owner you have to definitely trust your gut and the same as with Prem um, who's had a really long history of stifle issues um, they started when she was only months old she had um, surgery on a stifle and in the end I could say to the vet I just feel that she's starting to not she needs injected and that would be I would feel she was slightly wrong in front and it would be that mm -hmm. she's overloading her front end mm. to alleviate the pain in her stifles. And so I think there's definitely, definitely, I mean, actually, funny enough, I've literally just had the vet out for Blinder. And clinically, he said, she's all right. And I was like, I know, but she's not. And he said, I absolutely have faith in what you're telling me. I'm going to give you mm. two courses of injectable penicillin because I 100% get what you're saying. You know the whole, yeah, and I trust you, and I trust what you're saying, and so don't feel like they're looking at you like you're mad because I think sometimes it's just hard, isn't it, to get to the bottom? It's easy when mm. it's obvious, um, mm. I think that if you're feeling there's something not quite right, but maybe it's not the stifle, maybe it's something like a saddle or in its feet or yeah. You know, sometimes yeah. when they've compensated in an area for a long time, they can then become sore somewhere else. Yeah. So maybe something like that. But don't feel, you know, don't feel disheartened. Don't feel like they're, they're thinking that you're mad. I'm sure they're not. No. You're only trying to do I don't, that. I wouldn't. Exactly. You're right. And that thing. And also, I know we, we, on the other, the other side of it is us as humans have a bit of a tendency to always think the worst. Yeah. So you're saying that, uh, you know, she had these issues, come back. And so in your head, just be aware that you're not looking for a problem a little bit. It's yeah. like, oh my God, no, it can't be that. It can't be that everything's okay now. Maybe, maybe she's still not right. Maybe they're still not right. So just, I agree a hundred percent with what you're saying. What Katie has said, which is trust your gut, but also by the same way, I think, is this actually a gut feeling or am I just a little bit? 
stressing about something which isn't there because I'm worried because worry is a being worried is a real real problem so being worried is not to anything to sort of like disregard like and Katie's got some really valid points about it not even being in the area that you were thinking of it it, sometimes as well when something there could have been two issues initially you had the stifle injected and now that that's okay and you've rehabbed for that and the laminitis afterwards this other issue that we've been ongoing and rumbling under now you're picking up that it could well be that um solo we discovered untold problems with solo but a lot of them weren't related initially what happened with solo was he just felt a little bit off and i took him into the vets and had a full lameness work on him and they found very very mild psd on him um proximal sense suspensory yeah. dysmitis that is isn't it so and it was the vet even said he said i cannot remember the last time i saw a case as mild as this he said it is so mild it wouldn't even normally be picked up he said i'm so i mean to be fair solo is a proper melt and he will just he'll you know he's he's not stoic he's he starts limping at anything but the vet was like i'm really shocked that we've seen this but we'll treat it the same as we would do a normal one and also then we thought well as we're treating that we've got a a vet claim open let's have a little bit you know we'll check his foot balance we'll do whatever and the the things that we started finding oh my god and that was that then became the problem with which basically we fixed this little bit of psd and then we had to fix the next issue because once the psd was fixed we were finding the next issue was causing a problem and then the next thing after that was causing a problem and it just reached a stage where for us it was just like you know what we just need to patch him up so he's okay and then just leave it at that so i do understand what they're saying like you say um that a lot of it is like it's how how well that horse tolerates it um yeah like Minnie pretty much would have passed a vetting and yet he said her navicular was about as far gone as he'd seen whereas you know another horse will be absolutely crippled because it's trod on a pebble like yeah and so like we've talked about it before and Ben says I quite like buying slightly older horses because they might have issues but you can see how they stand up to it if they've just wanted yeah. to work if you look at Manny I mean, honest to God, if I would hate to think what you would find if you took that horse through vet and did a full oh you know, body scan, because he is built the opposite of what he should be for the job. And yet he yeah. likes the job. He wants to do it. So I think he probably just smiles through it. He's like, this is what I want to do, you know? Yeah. And that means that he can carry on and do his job. So I think some of it, it's just down to that horse. We've, with Prem, she got to a stage where she wasn't enjoying her job anymore. And that we knew that was enough for her then. Mm. Whereas you have other ones and you know, if you dug into it, yeah, there might be stuff there, but actually the horse is willing. It wants to do the job. It's managing the job. And then I, I yeah. kind of think sometimes don't look too hard because yeah. if you x-rayed me, like I'd be the oh, same. Oh, it's 100%. Absolutely screwed. So... Well, I, when I did, when I, I referred to my marathon training twice here, but when I was um, doing doing a lot of running, the, the story about me with my running was what well, I got drunk one night and just said to my husband that I was going to run the London Marathon. And then I committed myself and I had to run the London Marathon. And so I just started running from nowhere and I started training and I started doing and I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved every minute of my training. 
I didn't follow a plan. I didn't do probably half the things I should have done. And I went and I ran the London Marathon and I did a pretty good time. I did um, a good, well under a good sub four hour, which is for a first marathon is a pretty good achievement. So I heard. And then I went out and thought, I'm going to run another one. So I did pretty much the same thing. And I ran the second marathon and I took quite a big chunk off that time. So at this point, I'm sort of hovering around sort of like 3.45, which gives me what was class then as what's called a good for age. So that qualified me for some other stuff. So of course, then I thought to myself, right, it's time for me to start taking it seriously. And so I started following a plan. And as part of this plan, I started doing all these miles and doing all this stuff. And uh, I went and had my gait analysed. And I found out that I was wearing the wrong shoes and that I ran a certain way and I needed these insoles in and I needed that. And so basically I'd run these two marathons in pretty good time. And then afterwards I discovered that all my training had been wrong, that my shoes were wrong, the way I ran was wrong. And I got these insoles and they made my knees hurt. And basically my next marathon, I went out and I had an absolutely horrible time and I hurt and I ate and I scored the worst. I got the worst time ever. I hit the wall. And so like you say, it's absolutely true. If it sometimes, if it's not broke, don't go out there trying to fix it. Yeah. Like you say, I loved, I loved my training when it was that. And, you know, I, I was running fine. And then people started interfering and saying, no, you need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. You need these insults. You need these trainers. You need nah, 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 nah. And then it all fell apart for me. And, and like, I, yeah. would so never, I, I would never condone working a lame horse. Like, cause clearly I've oh, no. retired horses and, um, or I'll yes. support them. I'll give them injections, whatever, whatever they need. Like, but sometimes I think check it's not the way they're going or something as mm. well. Like, a really good pair of eyes on the ground. Um, you know, like I remember I had a lesson on one of mine. I can't remember what it was. And I was like, they just don't feel right. And Carla was like, cause they're not going straight. And she yeah. said to me, it's moving completely wonky. And she straightened up and I was like, Oh, you fixed it. <laughs> um, yeah, there we go. So that's saved a vet's bill. Um, yeah. So I just think sometimes look outside the box and with regards to the yeah. question, um, I'm a big fan of physios for this, which she said I about really this one. I, th- I know. And I'm thinking when she, the way she's describing this horse with its soreness all over here. And I'm thinking I'd get a really good equine physio and see what they make of it. Cause it sounds sore, yeah. but it sounds muscular sore. Yeah. Like I, I think it's know. very unusual for a horse just to be a twat for no reason at all. I'm yeah. not a real believer in that. I generally no. think, that there's a reason behind 99% of things. Um, sometimes I think maybe try and eliminate things. So like say, if you were to pursue it for a week, would that help? So then maybe it might be at saddle, mm. you know, or I just sometimes think if you can try and do certain things to eliminate certain things and maybe keep a diary of, what makes it worse, what makes it better, what you're noticing, what things it really dislikes. And try kind of what you're saying. What I really value is building really long-term relationships. I have um, obviously like my trainer and my physio who see my horses all the time and have done for years and years and years. And they know them so well. 
that I think then they can very quickly pick up on any little changes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And like Andrea, my physio, she came a couple of times ago for Belinda and she said, I think she needs her teeth done. And that, and she did need her teeth done. Um, Mm. That's, I think that's the value of having professionals who really know your horses absolutely inside out. Yeah, and that's really good, isn't it? Who will work alongside each other, like Carla can speak to Andrea about things, and the same with Ben, he can speak to them and you know talk about things. And so maybe then if you could build a team who could all liaise and try and mm. work together and find out, because it sounds, I agree with you, it sounds like she is sore. And, it's mm. it's unusual that they're just not wanting you to touch them unless they're that yeah, sort of no, horse, that's... you know, like that's unusual for a horse to um and what we've done before as well, I mean obviously this is something you'd have to speak to a vet about, but we've done a butte trial with one of ours before. Um Yeah. And I think they're quite valuable. Um Yeah, very. Try I think try and eliminate things maybe yourself and that might give you a bit of an inclination as to which direction to go in you know like have you had a saddle checked could it be something that's really changed recently or has she like say if money is something as simple as a feed change yeah you know is is there a change in the feed or a hay i remember once um Vince can get quite fat quite easily. And I bought a, I won't, I won't name the brand. Well, actually, I will name the brand of a hay net because they, they're not doing anything wrong. So I bought one of these uh, trickle nets. Yeah. Um, or it might not have been a trickle net or it might have been a similar one, um, which is they've got a very small hole yeah. designed perfectly to slow down greedy eaters, which is what he We've is. We've got one for Tink, yeah. Yeah, and they're fantastic. But the thing is, Vince couldn't just eat from this hay net normally. He used to like get really angry with it and frustrate and like properly attack it. And he'd like be pulling this. I've never witnessed him eat from a hay net like it. And he'd be like pulling at it really aggressively and like yanking it around. And he became really sore at the base of his neck. Yeah. And like, and it was like a physical soreness. Like when you touched it, he was fine to ride. He was fine to do whatever. It was literally when you were tacking up and when you would touch him, he'd get really, really like a bit tense and tight. And he'd be like, oh, swing his head a little bit at you. And it took a while. And I was like, oh, I'll have to get the physio. And the, you know, it took a while for me to put it together that actually this hainer and his like aggressive eating from it was was making his neck sore so it can be sometimes it is just a small change like that um and now he has his hay i just spread it out you know for as much as i can he has his hay on the floor and you know i just have to face the fact that he might just be a bit chubbier than i want but that's how it goes yeah i hope so i hope we've helped um it's a few ideas anyway um let us know how you get on with them we would love to hear all right, so shall we move on to Wanker of the Week? So my Wanker of the Week is, I was having a lesson on Belle before she got ill, and um, Carla was really wanting it to stay flexed to the... I'm really rubbish. Left. I can. She's, she's got hands held up here, guys, so that she can work out which hand it was. Yeah. So it was this left, is, was it? This is going to be, the. this is obviously where the Wanker of the Week is coming in. So Carla's shouting to me, 
don't let her sit on your left hand. Get her flexed to the left. Don't let her sit on your left hand. And I'm thinking, well, she isn't. And I'm flexing her away and she's not sitting on my hand. And I'm like, and Carla's like shouting more and more, stop letting her sit, get her flexed. And I'm like, in my head thinking, oh, no. what, what is she on about? So I'm flexing her merrily and getting her off my hand. And I was like, she's a little bit heavy on this hand, but I don't know what Carla's talking about because it's the wrong hand. And then I like thought, hang on. And I said, oh, I got my left and my right muddled up. And she was like, I wondered oh, no. what the fuck you were doing. So the more she's shouting, like, flex her, like, to the left, and the more I'm, like, bending her head to the right. Oh, and no. Carla's like, what the fuck's going Why is she not listening? And I'm like, why is Carla not recognising that I have got this horse flexed so, so nicely in the direction that she's asking? So, yeah, that's my one crew of the week. <laughs> Dickhead. Yeah. I really struggle with right and left. Really bad. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so my one is, um, I, my car broke down because, you know, life isn't shit enough. And I had to go into the garage and it was meant to be a quick job. And then as these things happen, it turned out to be a bigger job. And they didn't have a car to give me. So um, my neighbour, my amazing neighbour, lent me... (laughs) bless him this transit van and um you've been able to get loads of feed and stuff in there i know i bought loads of straw don't tell him i got a super out to me <laughs> take it back <laughs> but anyway so i i've been driving around in this transit van um which has caused much amusement particularly when i said to oscar this isn't part of the story by the way but i just thought i'd add it um i said to oscar you'll wait till you see what i've picked you up in today and he said is it a lamborghini which made me fucking raw um anyway so i've been driving around this transit van and then i was working nights last week and um obviously we have a a number recognition to get in and out of the hospital so uh i had to phone every morning when i finished my night shift i had to phone this phone number which is a mobile phone number and say look this is the reg plate of the car i'm leaving in can you let me out and so on the thursday morning when i finished work i phoned this number the bloke let me out and then on the friday morning when i was leaving i thought oh i need to phone the number so i just picked there was like a mobile number i thought this is the last number mobile number that i've spoken to um i'll phone him up so this bloke says hello and i said hi i said uh member of staff uh carla parsons can you let me out please and he said i don't know what you're talking about and i said yes you do i'm tired okay at this point i'm not normally an arsehole but i'm very tired i've i've done two thirty now nights so i said yes you do i am in a van that i don't normally drive to work so i need you to take the reg plate to let me out and he said i really don't know what you're talking about i said you did it yesterday all you have to do is take my reg number and put it into the computer so that the barrier can open and i can go home he said to me I don't know how many times I have to tell you. I don't know <laughs> who you lunatic. are. And I don't know what you're talking about. And I went, are you a parking attendant or not? And he said, not. not. <laughs> and I up on me. And I was like, so then I was like, what? How rude. And then I looked. And obviously what had happened was when I'd been sleeping in the day, someone had phoned me on a mobile phone number 
um don't know who this well I do know because I've obviously spoken to him didn't it didn't know who he was and obviously I'd not taken the corn and it had just shown up on and it hadn't occurred to me that it was red because when you don't answer the call yeah I just gone oh it's a mobile number and I just hit it <laughs> so this complete stranger at nine o'clock on a Friday morning has got some fucking weirdo ranting at him about letting her out in her van but <laughs> this poor bloke was thinking well he obviously knew it so anyway yeah i haven't had the guts i hope it's not somebody really important because i haven't had the guts to try and find out who this number was that i basically abused on friday morning i did that so yeah that's my wife of wake with one of ben's customers ben had her in the phone as greenhoff because that's where she is but Henry's school mm. is called that. So oh. I rang early in the morning and said, um, you know, now, like I didn't let her speak. I just kind of said, um, morning, Henry Summers isn't going to be in because he's got a dentist appointment. And she said, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I said, Henry Summers isn't going to be in school because he has a dentist appointment. She said, I don't understand. <laughs> And I was like, well, what, what do you understand? I know. I was like, when you kept going, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was going, well, you, you do. You <laughs> did it yesterday. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so I'm just as bad. I'm finding in this podcast that we're as bad as each other. Um, I know, I know. All right, so this is our wanker of the week. Um, from Saskia she says hi Katie and Carla thank you for creating by far the funniest podcast out there it's my absolute favorite when I'm looking out at stupid o'clock after work flattery will get you everywhere um, oh yeah, yeah she's won <laughs> my little thoroughbred looks like an angel but is often a complete and utter twat this story is a personal highlight and I really wish it was as made up as it sounds to set the scene, it was Mother's Day, and my not very horsey mother had very kindly agreed to spend her morning taking us for a cross-country lesson with a highly respected local trainer. So all was going well, I had remembered how to ride, and the pony was having a lovely time. Excellent. Until she jumped into the water complex, tripped on landing, I turned into a pile of shit and followed her into the water. Oh, my no. air jacket popped, which made it even harder to get up, so I was fully submerged. And by the time oh. I managed to sit up, I was a spluttering, winded, almost drowning mess. Meanwhile, oh. my horse was wandering off like Dora the Explorer. So here I am, fully soaked, following my horse on her merry little tour. So because she was only walking, and I was still a bit out of breath from my dunking, I just walked quickly after her with the logic that she'll only walk so far down the field, and then she'll turn around and go back to the group. Wow. Yep. Yeah. How I underestimated her ridiculousness. <laughs> After an O.J. Simpson police chase style pursuit. Oh no. She reached the bottom corner of the field. And instead of following the perimeter fence, to my horror, her ears pricked. She popped into trot, shot straight through the open gate to the right, which I didn't know was there. Up a bank and straight onto a fucking A road where she cantered along <gasps> dodging cars that continued to drive 60 miles an hour. I clambered over the wall and up the bank after her, looking like I had been shipwrecked, and a very, very kind lady promptly pulled over and shouted, get in, 
So there I was in a stranger's car, <laughs> still absolutely soaked and in a state of shock, still wearing my helmet. Her children were in the back, looking slightly traumatised. <laughs> and we were all chasing after my absolute twat of a horse. Oh, Somehow, no. she avoided any actual near misses, and eventually she took a right into a car park, dropped back into a walk, and followed the footpath through the sand dunes and made her way onto the beach. Yes. Oh my God. So there I was shouting like a mad woman, will somebody just grab my horse? As she walked past very shocked looking beachgoers in a most casual way. And just when I thought it couldn't get any worse, she decided she had seen enough of the beach. She found another path back through the sand dunes and towards the bloody road again. Thankfully, my trainer had driven like a rally driver away from the venue. So as my horse reached the car park, he was skidding into the car park, diving out the car and grabbing her reins. Apart from my horse nearly scaring the life out of everyone who had the displeasure of witnessing this absolute shit show, she was completely unscathed and unbothered. So we continued the lesson like nothing had happened. And she jumped everything. I am now never allowed to take her anywhere on Mother's Day. But actually, it was a good lesson, and I think that's what really matters. <laughs> <laughs> well, number one, for looking on the bright side, having a good lesson <laughs> and carrying on, you win. What a ledge. So, sometimes horses are just massive bellends, aren't they? I know. They just, they can't help themselves. And you like go, they, sometimes you think, you know what you're doing. You've done yeah. that on fucking purpose. You know exactly what you're doing there. It's, it's that not casual fight walk, or flight. It? Yeah, because it's not, they're not frightened. They're just like, fuck you. Yeah. 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 And he's just like, you're such a bell end. And oh and my God. And you just want to make me look like an absolute twat. Yeah. And scare me to death by yeah. like, running down a road. <laughs> the only thing I want to know about this is the woman with the children. I mean, <laughs> other girl, I mean, like, number one, like, she's got in this car piss wet through she's fallen <laughs> off in water and like so soaked the passenger seat like piss wet through and then she's like just obviously bundled out of this car and then like run onto the beach and then does this woman just go right all right then kids let's just go now and, like just carry on on again and like carry, carry on off to the supermarket with their wet seat after this the kids are in the back go, what the fuck just happened there I mean, her air jacket. She must have still had her air jacket on. I know that's what I'm, I've just like, had this vision of her, like, you know, <laughs> like, oh, like, like tipping water out of a wellies. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. It's funnier, actually, as well, because she said to me, Katie, you might know where this is. And she told me the name of the place. And I do know Ben Shoes there. And it's from, like, where I used to live. Um, and that road is fucking lethal. So I, I did know how is I could totally picture what would happen. It would be really easy for that exact thing to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, I mean, she must have, been I, at, I don't know how she got back on and did a lesson because my, I, know. I would have been Maybe having like, a brandy. But sometimes when that happens and the adrenaline's taken over a yeah. little bit, it's not till afterwards, isn't it? And then like you sit down and like you suddenly get the shakes and stuff go, fuck that could have been really nasty because sometimes you're just in the zone and you're just doing what you need to do don't you i so, love the, I think, the horse casually walking along the beach like because i just had visions of it like out for a stroll and people just kind of like morning nice yeah, <laughs> have a lick of the ice cream as it passes like nobody making any I, attempt to grab it just I like 
I just think it's hilarious as well because it's obviously it's tack on as well. And it's yeah. just like walking on the beach, and you just like think, what sort of these idiots on the beach are thinking? Oh yeah, there's a horse fully tacked up, just walking along. You're like, come on, that's dead for it, isn't it? I know. It's quite obvious it's lost somebody. Oh, mind you, no, like there was probably. Do you know what? She probably broke. There was probably some pony mad but ponyless child on the beach that day. Can you imagine oh, they looked up and saw this fully tacked up horse thought all their wishes them. had been granted. Oh my God, oh my God, it's happened. I've got the horse, it's happened. And then, so then she, some wet woman in yes. an air jacket rocks up and it runs off again. <laughs> and wrestles it back to the cross country. Yeah, door. yeah. Off we go, get practicing for badminton. I mean, kudos to her. What a ledge for carrying on. I know. So I, I, I don't think I don't think she is the wanker. I mean, yeah, she fell off. We all do that. But the horse definitely is yeah. the wanker. We're giving you not just wanker of the week. The rosette. You Yeah, your we're horse. Giving you, we're giving you props. You've done you you've done really well. I, if we had a legend of a lifetime, you'd be winning it because you you coped amazingly with a pretty like a, a bit as you called it a shit show and, and also I, I bless the that... trainer who had to stop mid lesson and like rally drive down the... and all the other people just at the lesson going does anyone know any good jokes sad. <laughs> who wants like... to do the water jump next <laughs> anyone yeah. anyway so um, what are you planning to do i'm like this dead awkward conversation it's like <laughs> the world and his wife are chasing this horse across the beach oh god <laughs> the whole scenario and then the poor mother because we'd forgotten about her she's like oh my poor mama it's on mother's day the poor mother like she was probably shitting herself as well i know oh the whole scenario is a beautiful mess um we love that it could <laughs> i mean i thought i had it i thought I had it this week. I really did think. I thought no one would beat me shouting at a random stranger about letting me out of a car park. <laughs> but she's pulled out the bat while her horse has. Yeah, that was a good effort, that one. We can't, we can't not give that horse wank of the week. Yeah. We want to see a photo of that horse wearing its rosette with shame. It's not going to look shameful, is it? They never no, do, do they? The it's little knobs. Look, oh, look at me, my yeah. rosette. Look what I'm And it's going to know. Your horse knows exactly why it's one is. Like, yeah, I knew this would happen. Yeah, well done, my lovely. You were amazing. All right. Well, I think that's all we've got time for this week. Yeah. Thank you so much I've for got... listening. What were you going to say, sorry? Oh, nothing. I was just going to say, actually, I was about to go and do my light checks. I don't want to go out. It's really, really windy. So if anyone wants to come and do my late checks, please do. So. <laughs> Not me. I've got a cold. I'm feeling sorry for myself. No, you're real, yeah. All right. So thank you for listening. And-